0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Hey, welcome to another Friday night episode of the No Huddle Show with Mike and Sam. Uh, we got Sam calling in from Michigan. How's it going, Sam?
0: What's going on, Mike? Uh, you know what? I just wanted to throw a quick little uh, tidbit. I I love the fact our intro music reminds me of basketball in the good old days, and basketball's around the corner. So, kind of, kind of, kind of happy and and and. Kind of amped that, you know, basketball literally is around the corner when football is gearing up as well. So, yeah, I'm doing good, I'm out in, out in Michigan, uh, you know, for the week. And I'll be joining you guys next week from Ohio.
1: You know, Michigan, it's like I
0: feel like whenever you go up there, uh, you know, every time
1: you get up there, it's harder and harder for you to leave. It must be something in the water.
0: Yeah, I mean the water we're getting the water we're getting here is not from Flint, so yeah, there's definitely something in the water. <laughs> 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 if uh,
1: if you guys didn't catch those little nod to uh Happy Gilmore and the little uh the little uh, shooter McGavin uh quote he does before every tournament, uh in whatever city he's in. So I just I uh, thought I'd throw that out there in case shooter. I said sure. <laughs> um what else is going on, man? Uh you know, you ready for another chronic corner? That's uh but it's, it's a Friday tradition. So that'll be coming up in a, in uh a, in about 30 minutes or so, We'll have another chronic corner for you guys. You, you got some stuff prepared today for us? Yes, sir. I mean, I have a couple of uh, topics
0: of discussion. Um did we get anything back from Buzz Brown? No, man. I think it's it's time to pull the plug on Buzz. I think got to pull the plug. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yep, no. Well, I mean, we'll be we'll be pitching uh, n- new products and starting next week. Yeah. Then looks like it.
1: Reach out. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter uh, if you guys have products that you want us to mention on our show. Just uh, you know, especially if it's something uh, that's not really hit the market yet, uh, you can always send it to us. We can try. It. We'll, we'll be glad to talk to talk uh, to you guys about it. But uh, yeah, hit, us, hit us up on Twitter at uh, nohuddle underscore with ms. Um, so. I don't know if you saw the game last night. I don't think a lot of people are tuning in for Panthers-Texans these days. I
0: actually watched it only for one reason, because uh, someone offered me uh, a couple of weeks, like a week before maybe, or two weeks before. I, I probably should have taken it, but he, he was offering me Christian McCaffrey's uh, handcuff, okay. And I was, like, well, I was like, what's this? Why am I going to burn a roster spot on the what-if chance if chances McCaffrey gets hurt? Oh. And lo and behold, McCaffrey got hurt. And Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, I believe that's his name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Chuba, yeah. Chuba Hubbard, or whatever it is. Um, he uh, looks like uh, 5.2 YPC. It could could have been a good flex play had I had McCaffrey. I didn't even have McCaffrey. I was trying to take it off of him so I could sell it to the McCaffrey owner.
1: Well, I have McCaffrey in my work league, and this is somewhat devastating because I had I was – battled with the number one overall pick in that league. Tell,
0: tell me, tell me you, you handcuffed McCaffrey. No. Oh my God. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. No. And then I went to our waiver wire to pick up Shuba or Chuba Hubbard. And you uh, He you gone. 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 yeah. I mean, but what? I feel pretty good about my running back fans McCaffrey. Um, decently, and I feel really good about my receivers that I can make a flip if needed. Anyways, so he's out, and this just comes back to our points that we've been making about running backs. A lot of them, if they're really good, they're really good for two or three years, and that's it. And then the wear and tear starts to get on them, and they start to get nicked up. They start to get banged up, and they start to get injuries. McCaffrey missed, what, uh, 12 games last year? I think he played in four games last year, Sam. Yep. I'm That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Um uh, this year um this hamstring uh, he doesn't have a history of hamstring injuries but early report coming out are that he's going to miss at least four
0: weeks. And that um, that timetable of four weeks can pu- push out to six easily, you know. It and if it's six they might do have a little you know discussion at that point should we bring somebody else in or if the if the existing oh. True Royce Freeman and and Chuba uh, Chuba Hubbard don't they don't do well, um, uh, you know you could do if it looks like it's going to be long term they could do a shelve them on the IR and pick up somebody else right yeah which is yeah. terrible for McCaffrey owners right. Yeah. So, uh, re- re- really interesting fact that you bring this up because I was looking at McCaffrey's stats and his his most successful years, which is his rookie year. And then his second year after that, he had, everyone's forgetting, he had a rushing quarterback to take the heat off of him. He had Cam Newton still at that time. And Cam, for who he is and, and the type of player that he is, he genuinely took, uh, he demanded attention on the mere fact that they could fake it to McCaffrey. And Cam can run the same way McCaffrey can run almost, you know, a 30-yarder, a 40-yarder. He's a big boy. And, you know, that, that really kind of perplexed defenses, uh, you know, and they used it, and they used it to their advantage. But the moment, like, uh, you know, you have these other quarterbacks, So well, I think last year it was, what, Teddy Bridgewater? Um, yeah. And last year he didn't even play uh, the full schedule. But either way, uh, McCaffrey needs a mobile quarterback to take the heat off of him. Or else they're going to stack the box, and they'll figure a way out to get to him. Yeah, yeah. And they, don't,
1: I mean, they got some decent weapons. Robbie Moore was very absent yesterday. He didn't do much.
0: Um, but you mean Robbie Anderson?
1: That's what I said. Dude. Didn't I say you said Robbie. Robbie
0: Moore. You said Robbie Moore.
1: Oh, sorry. So DJ Moore had a good DJ game. Moore, yeah. I'm combining both of them, but DJ Moore had a good game. Robbie Anderson was pretty quiet. But um, it, you know, honestly, uh, you're right. Um, if, you know, <clears throat> Sam Darnold is having a bad game and your weapon is to go to McCaffrey, they're just going to start stacking the box on them. So, but the, I will say this. The Carolina Panthers are the first 3-0 team so far. So the defense has looked good. Um, I believe Carolina's schedule,
0: uh, other than playing the Saints
1: in week two, hasn't
0: been the toughest schedule. Very late. Very late, you know, in comparison to like last year or the year before even for that matter. Yeah. For sure.
1: But uh, that brings me to my next one now,
0: Sam, and we're going to do our top
1: five for the NFL Power Rankings. But before we get to that, I I was shared this meme, which I thought was hilarious, and I don't know the accuracy to this, but it's pretty funny. So uh, it's uh, five stats here. Um, it's Marshall High School's first year without Adam Gase as their head coach. They win the state title. LSU's first year without Adam Gase involved on the team. They won the national title. Peyton Manning's first year without Adam Gase as his offensive coordinator in Denver, won the Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill's first year without Adam Gase as his head coach when he was in Miami. Uh, he goes to Tennessee, and he's
0: a comeback player of the year. Sam Darnold's
1: first year without Adam Gase. Uh-oh.
0: So, I mean, look, there's nothing to dispute that Adam Gase is a shit Fucking coach, I'm excuse excuse my French. It's Friday, so he's an absolutely terrible coach. There's no dispute in that whatsoever. The problem is the Jets and the Dolphins were the only two teams to to voluntarily take on that, uh, you know, um, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, a leech, which is Gase, right? He's just he's just basically taking money away from the organization and doing nothing for the players. So those were the two teams that really bet on Gase and failed miserably, right? We held on to Gase way too long. He should have been gone after year one, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I With agree. the Jets. All right, so this is the way we're going to do our power rankings. I'm going to go with my top five first, and then, Sam, you can do your top five next, okay? Sure, sure. Sounds good. Right. So, starting out, number five for me, in my power ranking so far for this season, I have to go with number five and the Arizona Cardinals. Number
0: four.
1: This is uh, a little tricky because they haven't looked that good so far this year. But number four, I am going to go with The Buffalo Bills. Number three. 49ers. Number two. And you guys are going to notice that this is a very, very high NFC thing because right now the AFC, don't know what to make of it. But number two, we're going with. The Los Angeles Rams. And number one, Tampa Bay.
0: So you don't have the Chiefs on your rankings at all?
1: Not in my top five right now. Wow. Okay, so let me explain, because a lot of people are going to have the same
0: reaction. Um, I can see Baltimore making it outside the top five, because... I don't know, uh, but the Chiefs still are still positioned with their strength of schedule to be the best team in the AFC.
1: I agree. I, I understand that. But right now we're talking about after week
0: two, heading into week three,
1: that's my top five right now. And it's not just record-based because you notice I've left Las Vegas and Denver off.
0: My right, 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 right.
1: And they have better records, of course, yes. Yeah, a, and I, like I completely agree. Five yeah. as well, because I'm not, I'm not wholly bought into them yet based on their schedule. But to me, the where would you put the Cardinals, the Cardinals again? Five, five. Okay, okay. The Cardinals right. five. I basically have the entire NFC West almost uh, except for Seattle <laughs> in the top five. I have Arizona, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Mm. Um, here's the thing: Kansas City has a lot of holes that they have to fill that are becoming more glaring each week. First, they got to win in shootouts, basically. Their defense isn't stopping anybody. They were losing to Cleveland
0: in week one. In fact, they were right, – and the, and, the, and the Browns had a good lead. It wasn't like a little three-point field goal lead. It was, they had a good exactly, lead. On them.
1: Exactly. They, the Browns were actually up uh, at one time 22-10, uh, to 10, okay, which is, you know, that's a two-score lead. Uh, and then Kansas City kind of made their way back, uh, and, and they shut down Cleveland when they had to. But then you look at uh, Baltimore; they were beating Baltimore pretty good, and then they the defense fell apart late. And Baltimore doesn't have any; they don't have any running game. Uh, sorry to Tyson Williams fans
0: out there, but he's he's unproven. No, he's just a body, dude. I'll be honest; he's and and because. Of the team that they're on, and the way that Lamar plays it automatically gives rushing if you get semi good, you will pull off what you need to right right, right,
1: but you know they don't they don't have any receivers um Brown's pretty good um Samuel Watkins is past his prime if he ever had a prime uh and that might be you know uh giving him too much credit but he's he's not the guy, so for the fact that. Lamar Jackson can bring his team back, that was, to me, there's a lot of red flags for the Chiefs, and it's early, right? Six weeks from now, if the Chiefs win six in a row and are sitting, you know, at seven and one, they might be number one in the power rankings. But right now, after week two, going into week three, I don't have them as a top five team right now. And another thing is the Chiefs don't have a running game. So you can get out to this big lead with
0: Mahomes, but how do you
1: salt away? How do you
0: keep it? How do you keep it? Exactly. How do you run the clock? The way that the last week we spoke about how Dallas runs, you know, uh, if they're up early, they go to Pollard and Zeke and chew away clock. They don't have that ability to do that. Right. Exactly. Okay. Let's go into my, uh, my top five. Um, at five, I will put the Cardinals there. I, I like the Cardinals. I like what they're doing. I like the the route that they're taking. Yes, they probably, their defense could show up more, but, hey, they're 2-0. and They squeaked one out. I'll take it for five, right? Um, sitting at four, I actually have the Bills. And the reason why I have the Bills at four is because we're still yet to see Josh Allen do Josh Allen things, you know? So, I still think that offense is still humming, still trying to get up and going, and they have good corners. They have a decent defense. They're good. They're good.
1: They're a good squad. Um, at yeah, exactly identical so far.
0: Oh, are they really? I wasn't. I'm, I wasn't. So at three, I have uh, the Rams actually. Okay.
1: And yeah. man listens to me when I talk. He just kind of zones me out until right. I right. Talk.
0: Yeah. Anyway. yeah. I just really don't pay much attention to you, Mike. I'm sorry. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> uh, uh, the reason why is I'm actually looking at a couple articles, uh, you know, just as far as what do the critics and the experts say for per power rankings, and I'm kind of reordering what they're saying, really. Because sure. I feel it, but I feel like I, I would do this differently. So, so I got the Rams uh, in at three. That had a close win uh, against the Colts. So, that, again, that, that defense is awesome, though. So, I mean, having Matt Stafford there is, like, revolutionary for that team. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the Colts passed on Stafford for Wentz instead. I can't believe that. I yeah. would take Stafford in a heartbeat over Carson Wentz.
1: A heartbeat? You know, He he's the reason why Detroit made the playoffs. Like, yes, on,
0: yeah. correct. He, he single-handedly did that. Detroit gave him. Absolutely no support his entire tenure, but either other, he was there.
1: Then they fired. They fired the best coach that they, that had, they had in a while when Jim Caldwell... Correct. ...after being there for four years, having three winning seasons in four years and making the playoffs
0: yeah. and look what happened after. Yeah. Literally, it was the Matt Patricia era, and then... It was, you know, Dan Campbell. Now, he's, he, it, they're going to be down the, the toilet. Again, they're 0-2. They're going to be 0-4, 0-5 before they get their first win, I promise. I will
1: say this, though. They have played teams
0: tough. Um, We'll see. I'm willing to give But to you end. know what? I'll, I'll say this, bro. The Lions haven't really deviated from their year-to-year schedule. Yeah. They, they have always been middle of the pack when it comes to strength of schedule, if not on the higher end for, like, a stronger, a harder schedule, rather. Yeah. So they've always played tough opponents. Oh, and two, they could have sne- they they started both games well. I don't know what you know. They just fell apart.
1: Yeah. Well, it you know I th- that defense needs a lot of work, and then oh, uh, a ton of work.
0: And they're right. getting rid of Jamie Collins.
1: Yeah, they're getting rid of Jamie Collins, Jeffrey Okuda, their number one pick from a year or so ago. Out uh, for the year. He's out. He's been a bust so far. So.
0: I think I think was, their, their number one pick for this year also went out, too, right? Their first round pick this year had
1: himself, an injury. Is he hurt?
0: Yeah, he's hurt. What's his name again? Panay, the corner, no?
1: The offensive lineman, Panai Sewell.
0: Oh, not him. So one of the other corners that they picked up also injured.
1: Yeah, he's not allowed uh, so far in two games. He still hasn't allowed a sack. And Panay Sewell has not allowed a sack. Uh, since two thousand and eighteen. That's going back to college as well. So, wow.
0: so that's I would say pass- worth I would say worth the worth the pick, yeah?
1: Yeah. Bengals passing on him makes me mad, but that's the story for But another. you got Jamar
0: Chase instead, correct?
1: Yeah, but it's a wide receiver dude. give me a left tackle.
0: I know, I would take a left tackle on a hard B, especially with an with a Q B coming off an ACL. Left especially tackle makes the most sense.
1: So deep last year that you could have gotten somebody Pretty quality in the second round. I'm yeah,
0: sure. I agree. You could have picked up Elijah Moore. You could have taken a shot with or, Darius Toney, you know.
1: Terrence parents, parents Marshall, even.
0: Prior yeah, to exactly. Before. Absolutely. What did Was Rondell Moore uh, like a late, late pick? He
1: was a third or fourth round pick. See,
0: he would have been a good pick, too, for you guys.
1: Yeah. He was, All right, anyways,
0: uh, let's keep it moving. Um, I got the Rams in at three. Yeah. Uh, um, at two, this was a close one for me, but I went Niners at two. Okay. Because I think that I think that uh, with all the the litany of injuries that they have had, it really shows how good how well coached the team is to be able it to still. Because
1: the only time Shanahan's really lost is when he hasn't had a
0: quarterback, right? Yeah. With
1: yes. and Hurt, and they have to turn to C.J. Bethard or yep.
0: Nick Mullins. Oh. Nick Mullins. It was Nick Mullins. Yeah, that Nick was Mullins. coming
1: in. Who? In the NFL, especially in that division, who's who's winning nine, ten games with Nick Mullins as your
0: quarterback? Nobody is, bro. Absolutely yeah. nobody is. Um, so that's why I give the nod to the Niners. Um, they're, 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 they walk into every week with the advantage of coaching. Every week. Every, every Pretty much almost all their games they play minus your, your big time, prime time, you know, like your – not your Belichicks, but like, you know, Peyton, Belichick, some of these – really good coaches, you know, yeah. or a team that has a very good player, they they might come in and take the win, but the coaching nod will still go to Annan. Yeah.
1: Because you make
0: um, something out of nothing, man. You literally make something out of nothing.
1: He's an excellent head
0: coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, I wish we had him on the Jets, man. I, wish, I, wish, I really I wish we had Koshanin, dude. <laughs> I would give up, like, two first-round picks for Koshanin right now. Seriously, man.
1: And then he'd have that running game
0: humming in no time. I think that's his forte because he, he did that in, in, in Atlanta as well. Like, the moment he got there, uh, Coleman, Freeman, they broke out. You know, within a year, they broke out. Um, Dude, and, I mean, it's like
1: uh, his dad who turned, used to turn out thousand-yard rushers and people you've never heard. Right,
0: correct. And he just took that and, and and applied it to a modern game of football. Yeah. Which is awesome. And that's a lot of respect for Mike, too. A yeah. ton of respect for Mike. He did, he did, he, everywhere he went, everything he did, he did it with, like, full confidence. He did it his way, you know. And he has rings to prove it, right? So
1: he does. I mean, this is a
0: dude that had Orlando's Gary as a 1,000-yard rusher. I can't believe that. Denver was turning out, uh, like, i out know, outside of TD, they had a thousand yard you know rush running uh, back every year, right?
1: Yeah, outside of, uh, outside of Terrell Davis, then they had Olanis
0: Gary, who was a
1: fourth round pick. Uh, then came Clinton Portis. Oh, then they had Mike Anderson, who was a sixth round pick. He ran for over thousand yards. Then came Clinton Portis, and then Tatum Bell and Ruben Groves.
0: I remember Bell, but I don't remember the other one.
1: Okay. Tatum, Tatum, Bell, and Reuben Drowns. and then uh, and then Mike Bell. I don't know if you remember him, but Mike Bell was of course.
0: Uh, uh, Mike Bell was like uh, later on uh, in the in the um, I want to say like two thousand seven like, eight. He was yeah. a really good cough for, yeah. for certain
1: teams. Yeah. Little
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Mike Bell. All right, number one power ranking.
0: Number one power ranking. I'm going Bucks, man. Okay. So the didn't make my the the Chiefs didn't make my list just like yours. Because um, after, you know, kind of looking at what the the experts have to say, uh, the Chiefs, yeah, you're right. What happens when you run out ahead, you run out ahead to 21-10 lead, you know, and you think you're good, but your defense is giving those points right back to a competent team.
1: So you guys know when he says, "Listen to what the expert said," that he meant me.
0: He's talking about me. He
1: listened to what I said, and then he he decided to leave the Chiefs off of his top five. I just want to put that
0: out there. So I'm the expert, guys. So you realize you're only talking. Wow, <laughs> tough crowd. Tough crowd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Move it on. All right, so. Um, gonna to go to some picks here against the spread. Last week it was a dreadful week for me as I went one and four in the tank. One and four. So if you bet uh using my picks you're probably homeless now. Uh Sam <laughs> two and three uh two and three, sorry. So Sam's overall season record so far is three and seven and mine is four and six, so only slightly better. So we're gonna pick a couple of games here. Uh, first game that I want to pick is because it's going to be a rookie QB making his starting debut, and that's Justin Fields. The Bears are seven-and-a-half-point road underdogs. Who do you like? I
0: thought you are going with your – First.
1: Okay, so I guess yep. I'll make the pick first. I'll, I guess I'll make I'll go go out on the limb and, and let
0: you snatch uh, steal away the thunder later on down the road. So it's cool. no problem. That's what I kind of do, you know best. <laughs> I steal thunder whenever I can. I, I'm actually going to
1: take the Bears minus seven and a half, as I don't think they will win, but I think this game is going to be close. Uh, the Browns have struggled uh, so far this year to uh, contain mobile quarterbacks, as you saw Tyrod Taylor kind of get loose on them last year, and that defense only has two sacks so far on the season uh, through the first two games, so not creating a ton of pressure uh, at this time. Um, I know the Bears' offensive line is not very good, but I think Justin Fields can make plays with his legs. I like the Bears' minus seven and a half. Cool. Good pick. Good
0: pick. This thing is, it can be a, in my opinion, it can be a blowout on the um, Brown side, and, and the the reason why I say that is because out, they, I mean, look, the Bears do have good corners, right? They have Adrian Amos, they have Kyle Fuller, they have, their secondary's decent, right? They have yeah. Cole um, so they are uh, intimidating initially when you look at the roster just from top to bottom on the defensive side. But on the offensive side, you have two running backs that are like almost neck to neck when it comes to ability. You have Landry's not playing this week, which is uh, you know I see that OBJ is playing this week. Which look, man, I'm not saying that he's he's washed up or he's you know he's going to do great or anything. We don't know which OBJ is going to show up. So it, there's a, there is a whatever percentage you want to call it, there could be a five percent chance of that 2012 OBJ shows up and destroys. Their secondary, you know, which I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a possibility because he's he's still a very good player that can he can't do that week to week anymore like he used to a couple years ago, but he can do that once every five six games now I believe I still think that um let's see what happens uh you have Austin Hooper so I do see a chance that 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 the you know that the Browns blow the doors off of this one but um. I'm I'm still going to I'm going to I'm going to keep it to uh the the Bears keeping it close, you know, keeping it, they're going to lose the game but they'll they'll lose by less what, than seven. 7 and a half. Because Sorry. you know what, I I don't know how much the Browns have also prepped for Justin Fields, you know, cuz he was just named starting quarterback what a couple of days ago. Yeah. So, I think beginning of this week. Right. So they're probably looking at game tape all this week and, and figuring out a, a defense, you know, to kind of counteract him. And Cleveland's defense is actually, eh, it's okay. It's not bad. They've been exposed by obviously only uh, Kansas City, right? Yeah. Yeah, so far.
1: Um, All right. Speaking of Kansas City, they are seven-point home favorites over the Chargers. Uh, Chargers played very well against them twice last year. Justin Herbert put up big time numbers. Um, this is a tough one for me because I I think the Chiefs will get back
0: to their winning ways. Um, I'm at, I I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you my picks. You, you know I don't want you to feel like I'm stealing your thunder, but I'm going with the Chiefs <laughs> and winning by seven. Is it seven and a half?
1: No, uh, Chiefs are seven. Flat yeah, seven. I'll
0: take I'll take it a flat seven. I think they're going to blow the doors off this one, and and the re, and the other thing is, um, let's see let's see how they're they're the Chargers are not good against the run, so I really want to see if they if the Chiefs can take advantage of the fact that they're not good good against the run.
1: Yeah, but who's run? No one's run wild against them. Really, I mean, like Cowboys combined, they had a good day against the Chargers, but really they held Antonio yeah. Gibson back in Week One. But
0: then again, Antonio Gibson is is still, you know, um, again, Antonio Gibson is led by a a team that, a quarterback. It's a whole different – you can't say Patrick Mahomes because CEH, as useless as he is, is still worth something because he has Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Hardman and the list goes on and on and on. And you know what? If they get out to a a big lead – and they give it to Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams, and he runs roughshod over these guys. They may say, All right, this is your chance, CEH. Garbage time touchdown. Here you go. That's yeah. where I see it being blown off, you know? Uh, well I am going
1: to take the Chargers plus seven here. I think it's going I don't I don't have a lot of faith in the defense of the Chiefs right now. And I think this is going to come down to a field goal. So I think the Chiefs win, but I'll take the Chargers plus seven. Uh, our next game, uh, we've got the Saints at the Patriots. The pa- Patriots are three-point home favorites. Who you got?
0: Patriots-Saints, huh? Yeah. Patriots-Saints. Um, what's the uh, spread again?
1: Three points.
0: Three points. Mm. And they're the 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 Patriots are at home. Yeah, point favorite at home, huh? I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Saints, man.
1: Okay, plus three. Yep, And A lot of faith in him, huh? And a lot of what?
0: A lot of a lot of faith in Jameis. <clears throat> Not a a bunch of faith in Jameis. I just uh, I think that Kamara might have a, a. I'm expecting a bounce back game from him. Okay. So I'm hoping with that they can kind of level set it. And, again, another team that's actually good at running off the clock are the Saints. So if they do go up early, they could just chip away at it if they have to from the clock, right?
1: Um, I'm taking the Patriots minus three. I expect to see a a nice game plan on defense uh, from Bill Belichick against Amos Winston. Um, I think he's going to try to take out their best weapon, which is Alvin Kamara, and he's going to make Jameis Winston throw the ball. Last year, this was a team that had Latavius Murray as their backup, who was good for about 8 to 10 carries and usually got about 45, 50 yards. It was kind of like that power runner to Kamara's open space kind of running style. Kind of what they're doing
0: with, like, Zeke and Pollard a little bit, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And so he's gone... Um, Michael Thomas obviously isn't playing. Uh, I think the Patriots will game plan. Um, I think I think they come away with the win and they cover more than the three point spread. So I like the Patriots minus three at home. Um, cool. We're not going to call the Bucks Rams game because that line is minus one for Tampa Bay. What can you do with a one point line? Uh, it's I mean, you know I. Uh so we're not gonna call that one. That one Vegas is is pretty much too close to call. Uh so this last two games we're gonna go with. We are gonna go with the Miami Dolphins and the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are three and a half point favorites at home. I like I like the Raiders in this one, man.
0: To be honest with you. Yeah, I was I, I was gonna say the same thing too. Um I like the way carr is playing. I like the way the offense is kind of humming. Um, I know Josh Jacobs is not healthy, so there is a little bit of uncertainty there. Not
1: either.
0: Right, right. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, Tua's not playing. Obviously, that's you know that's a big thing. But I'm just saying from an offense perspective, because the Raiders' defense is no good either. Just so you know,
1: it's not bad. It's actually Uh, middle of the
0: pack. Middle of the pack. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I uh, yeah, I'll take the Raiders as well, man.
1: And then the last game we're calling is the Sunday night game, Packers San Francisco. San Francisco is three point home favorites. Um, this one, man, until green, well, it, it, this is tough for me because San Francisco's got pretty much all of their running backs out injured. Uh, looks like. Trey Sermon's going to get the nod. Michael Hasty is not is not going to play. They signed Jacques Patrick off the Bengals practice squad. Uh, and Eli Mitchell is doubtful. Um, but I don't know. The Packers can't seem – they don't match up well with San Francisco. San Francisco is a little bit too physical. Uh, I don't know who the Packers are because they got their the shit kicked in in week one against the Saints. And then they – deep bad Detroit team. So I, I don't you know, I, I actually like the forty ers at home minus three.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one, man. I, I I again, um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh elements to you know, when you're looking at the entire game plan and um see, you're 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 saying that you're going with superior coaching, right? You know, you're basically saying regardless of who Shaney has out there, he's going to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I have Absolutely. to and they're home and their home, right? Kind of go with the same sentiment, man. Um, yeah. as much as I like Aaron Rodgers and I have Aaron Jones as my standard running back I don't like going into this matchup just because it's up against Shani, right? So he is a good way of neutralizing a lot of game plans that the opposing team has. So he, and it's what's crazy about it is that his offensive schemes that he builds up are almost direct impacts to how, then the DC on the other side has to change what he's showing. It's yeah. so game changing what he does, you know, from a, you know, from a lineup position, from a, you know, uh, a position, like, what type of schemes they want to run, he's – it's it's brilliant, you know. So uh, I have to go – again, I have to go with that. I'll go with superior coaching as well.
1: All right. We are just a couple minutes away from our chronic corner uh, for Friday here. Um, but before we get to the chronic corner, one last thing. Um, I don't know. I know, Sam, you don't follow a lot of college football – um, you know, but there's going to be a team that's going to be looking for a quarterback next year. Um, you know, could possibly be Indianapolis if they don't get Wentz back or, and they have to keep rolling with Jacob Eason. Uh, it could be a team like the Atlanta Falcons or the New York Giants, maybe even the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, who knows? But the guy I really like, and I think I sent you some, uh, game film of him earlier, is Matt Coral, man. Uh, the quarterback out of Ole Miss, uh, Matt Coral, is six foot two. He has a cannon for an arm, and he's mobile inside and out the pocket. He he can make, uh, you know, just these incredible throws that are on a whim. Um, You know who he reminds me of saying this? He reminds me of Aaron Rodgers to an extent.
0: Yeah, I can totally see that comp because uh... – uh, the, the way that um, Rogers played when he was in college was a little bit wild, but like controlled. Yeah. That kind of and you know what? Uh, uh, after you had sent me some stuff about him, I, I did a little bit of research. You know, and, and I and I read, um, I read on him, and I definitely love what I see. You know, he he could be he could be a game changing quarterback for an NFL team in the future. Yeah.
1: I, I, right now he's not getting as much hype
0: as Sam Howell out of North Carolina,
1: but I like Matt Corral the best. Um, and depending on what the, the situation's like in the draft, you know, we still got a long way to go before that time, before we even know who's picking up the top. Um, you know, obviously if it's a team like the Jets or the Jaguars, they're not going to take quarterback. Uh, but, you know, if things go downhill for the Colts or possibly – you know, the uh, Houston Texans maybe might be a team that finds themselves or maybe the New York Giants decide to move on from Daniel Jones. There, there's going to be a number of suitors that could use a quarterback in some of these situations. Honestly, if if Atlanta just bottoms out this year and goes 3-13, and 13, how would you like to be a rookie quarterback going into that situation, into
0: Atlanta? I think that's a great scenario
1: to be in. I mean – all the weapons are there. The offensive lines there. Atlanta's defense is terrible, but if you're a young quarterback man and you get to play to Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage, they just need to maybe go grab a running back in the second or third round. That team, that team would be solid from the jump. So, anyways, uh, you know we're gonna be coming to you with some college football takes uh, later on in the show. Uh, feel free to call us. Uh, tell us, uh, you know. Argue with us on air. Uh you can call in at five six three nine 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 three seven six one. Uh, but here's everybody's favorite Friday segment coming up.
0: What's up, guys? We are back with the Chronic Corner. Um, it's Friday. You ain't got shit to do. <laughs> so, speaking of Friday, um, I wanted to have a quick, uh, quick little discussion. Is it actually time that Ice Cube comes out with the next Friday flick? No, I think it's time to leave that where it's at. Right? Is, it, is it time to dead it completely and say no, 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 uh, no point in bringing Smokey back? Um because there's just something about when you have a movie and it's
1: stars and those stars are older now that it's not as fun to watch. Uh you know, does that make sense? Like for instance, like when we saw Dumb and Dumber and they did the sequel
0: in like Oh, it was terrible, man. It was, it was absolutely,
1: absolutely terrible. later, right? Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels were old. Oh. That movie came it was out. It
0: was, yeah. It, it's it, it's kind of what they, it, they didn't they do that with Harold and Kumar, more or less, where they spent so much time, you know, spacing out one and two that they just got older and it just looked weird after a while.
1: Yeah, it just, you can't really, like, with those comedy movies, man. Especially like, They should have followed the- one after the other, really, right? Yeah. Like, you know, a couple of years, maybe like two or three years in between, you can get by because other people have projects they have to work on. You can't run like eight years. But, yeah, not like eight, nine years. And the thing is, when you have movies about getting fucked up and getting high and getting drunk, it's only funny when the core cast is younger. It's just sad to see someone that's like 55 and doing
0: it. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, like, by the time the last Friday flick came out, they had looked like they were aged, you know. They weren't the young guys hanging out on the stoop, you know, chasing the kids down the block. It wasn't it wasn't the same That's, Ice Cube. That was Friday After Next, right? Friday right, after Next. correct. That's that the was, one with the Santa Claus, uh, yeah. you know. yeah. They have the hood, hood Santa Claus, right?
1: Yeah, and that was released in 2002, okay. So Ice Cube, when that movie was released, that was he was he was born in 1969. So what's the math there? 2002. My God. so I can't believe we're doing this on air. But he was 33 at
0: the time. Okay, so that was yeah.
1: still within the realm.
0: Okay? You could still pull it off. No, but what I'm saying is that the, the real because like, when he, if you go back to the original Friday, you yeah. know he's in his 20s. You know, yeah. there's a way different feeling and a different vibe. Uh, yeah. You know, for that age group.
1: And now, and now he's fifty-two. So, unless they want, unless he wanted
0: to write a new Friday. Uh, oh. Yeah, and have his son play. Yeah. The new, you know, Craig.
1: <laughs> well, Friday. That's are a good pitch, actually. Sadly, last Friday has been announced, and it looks to be coming out. Sometime in the year 2023, so we are going to get one last Friday.
0: Yeah, so that, and that's the reason why I brought it up, because I didn't no more...
1: So sorry, I... Uh, sorry about that. The... No, no go ahead,
0: go ahead. Yep, so, you know, what I was saying was that, you know, we had all these movies. I even tried to see... There's no chance there's another Harold Kumar being made. There's no chance, absolutely no chance. In hell so um, you know let's see what happens when it comes to some of these cult classics it's how high never really took off after the first one either yeah. so alright so another segment real quick for chronic corner um, to bring up uh, I, I did want to do some individually, uh, individual, individual promotion of okay. Viola which is uh, Al Harrington's uh, dispensary that he owns in michigan so he owns a location in, in detroit he's been operating uh the company for 10 to 11 years he's big big in the in the cannabis industry I was, I was you know this is a shout out to him and if you got if you could find him mike if you could find him on twitter and find the company on twitter and let's start following these guys let's see because okay. they will be able to give us products for us to push out, you know, to the listeners, to let them know, you know, that this is actually, uh, you know, a proper product. And this is a sports show that's really kind of pushing this. And we only push it every Friday, right? right? So, you know, it's something to, to, to consider. And I want to give Al Harrington, and I would have never thought, I would have never thought in a million years a sports player would be able to create such an awesome retail experience and the reason why i say that is because most of these people that are sports players that get into something like that they are never hands on with it they let everybody else decide what to do and what's best so it really feels like retail whereas this is a completely different experience so um shout out to al harrington man you're doing you're doing a thing you know you're you're I, i say it's uh it's a great thing that you're moving in that direction for the industry and actually showing the players that you know, you don't have to be super successful in the NBA. You can always have, you know, business ventures that hit hit it big as well. Yeah. All right, man. Well I want to wrap up the chronic corner. It was a quick corner this, this uh this Friday. Uh kept it short because there's a i i think moving forward, Mike, NFL is going to be dominating our shows. Yeah. Definitely by a mile, just with the sheer number of like transactions and, you know, moves and injuries that are happening this year. Yeah, it, it's going to be dominating our shows. So, you know, we can keep our other segments kind of, you know, low and, and we can possibly think about, you know, bumping up the time to, to a little bit more time so we could talk about college football, which I know you love doing. Right. And baseball. We even talk yeah. baseball you know, in a while.
1: Well, we talked, yeah, yeah.
0: Your Monday or
1: whatever our show, yeah, on Monday our show. But yeah, you're right, and we got the playoffs coming up soon, so that's gonna be kicking NBA off. NBA
0: starting, you know, in a month, in 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 October, Halloween. NBA's kicking yeah. off too, so starting soon. So a lot of we're
1: gonna be in from quiet sports time now to full blown busy season. So yeah. yeah, it's gonna be awesome to. uh to look at we got about uh 14 minutes left so there was a couple other things uh that i definitely wanted to get to
0: wait wait before Uh, you get to it you got to take us out of the corner right so quickly you know
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: That out in the mail. Oh, sorry. That was still going on.
1: If that was uh, necessary to have the outro, I just want to say this.
0: Super necessary. Super nice. <laughs> Super necessary. <laughs> Jorge has the best. Has the best sound bits ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty amazing. We have to talk some UFC at some point as well, friend. Talk well, about. we could just really quickly say John Jones is definitely destroying his career for just for the hell of it at this point. He got hit with a domestic violence charge. Uh, came out like three hours ago. He got hit with a domestic violence charge, uh, battery charge. Yeah, he's on eight thousand dollar bail in Vegas. Wow. Oh, yeah.
1: He just. You want to talk about an athlete that has accomplished so much, but was capable of accomplishing much, much more? He's
0: thirty-four, and he wasted a solid five, That's... six years. Yeah. You know, yeah. between suspensions and run-ins with the law, and just gallivanting and being a complete dick. He could have been the best to ever do it. Yeah, he could have. I
1: don't know, man. Hopefully the same thing doesn't happen to his, his brother Chandler Jones, who, who's just running amok in Arizona right now. Good God, that man has had five sacks in his first game. That's ridiculous. Crazy. crazy. Um, So, I don't know if we're going to get to all these things that you wanted to discuss, but so I'm going to go by order of importance as far as I think that has uh, the most stuff that we care about and things that our listeners might care about. But I wanted to get your thoughts. Did you happen to see AEW Grand Slam
0: Dynamite on Wednesday? I saw it up on Plex. It's on my to-do list. It's uh, definitely on my to-do list to check out. So, I will make uh, an attempt to check it out. I did catch some highlights. I did some spoiling for myself and some reading, yeah. so um, I dude, I can't say how much I love what AEW is doing. Kenny Omega, I lo- I like the whole setup. I like how they're using big monster stars to yeah. um, you know bring on the new talent, like we were c- kind of telling. Not even new, maybe like up up and coming or soon to be even talent,
1: I've right? Utilized at WWE
0: before, right? right.
1: Well, so Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega started the show, the 30-minute time limit. Here's the thing about AEW. I like the storytelling. The, they're telling a story. And so they gave you on free television a dream match of Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, but they came to a draw. Time limit expired. No winner, which means they're not going to give you the results on free television. They're going to make you pay for that pay-per-view. But they gave you an outstanding back-and-forth match that saw this was
0: this was just what the like the 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 youth people like this is what we needed to kind of see cuz i can't wait till it becomes a pay-per-view event and when that becomes a pay-per-view event it's going to be it, there's going to be a time limit on that you know so yeah
1: um and that's you know that's the thing is they they're not giving it away for free
0: on on television
1: they're going to make you pay for it Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes was a great match. Malachi Black, I really liked him when he was Aleister Black in WWE. And then, uh, you know... He they were was stupid for letting him go. Stupid for letting him go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here's the thing, man. I don't. WWE can rebound. They have the resources. They have the name to do it. But they got to fix their writing. And I think one of the things that I like... I've been watching the AEW, their Wednesday and Friday night shows... They come out with big matches to start. They get the crowd live and into it. WWE starts nearly every single Raw and SmackDown with some superstar coming out and talking in the ring for 15 minutes. And it does nothing to drive up the crowd. And then what? what it's so formulaic, formulaic in the fact that WWE comes out, they have somebody talk uh, for 10, 15 minutes, Somebody interrupts them, and it sets up a tag team match or some kind of match later in the show. It's very formulaic. You can see it coming a mile away. AEW, the writing is good. The booking is good. Uh, and the action is incredible. So, uh, you know, WWE is going to have to fix some things on their end. Um, AEW, though, has must, is must-see TV. Um, you know, I find myself, I haven't really, like, religiously watched wrestling since nineteen ninety nine, two thousand when you had the Attitude Era going on. But I find myself
0: needing to see what's happening on AEW on a weekly basis. I can totally, absolutely agree with that because AEW is doing to this generation what the Attitude Era did for us kind of. They're pulling yeah. the users, they're pulling the people in with, you know, uh good entertainment, good story, good uh, you know, heels, all of the all of the above, right? So so I, I definitely think that AEW is headed in the right direction. I think WWE is in big trouble now, man. <laughs> but I, I seriously think they should start considering either revamping, or I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's never going to happen because Shahad Khan and uh, is just he's, uh, he's a little bit of a prick, you know. Uh, I don't think uh, Vince can buy out AEW. No, and no, they're not going to be able to buy AEW,
1: but WWE needs to change their way of thinking. And the thing is, they let... They got to
0: start poaching some people off AEW then, maybe. Who knows?
1: And that's not going to happen because right not at least right now, because people go
0: there because they have the creative
1: freedom to do what they want with their characters. But, like, Adam Cole was a huge loss. He was the next champion. He could have been a giant star in WWE, he stayed in next. He didn't get promoted up to the main roster. And part of that was because he didn't want to go to the main roster. He wanted to stay in next. He had a little bit more freedom to do what he thought was. build out his character the way he wanted to. Exactly. And this is the thing, man. Think of all the guys that have come up through next that were big stars in next. They get level, and they're not the same guy like Finn Balor, Keith Lee. Uh there's been plenty of other guys that have come up and they're just not the same and it's because they get ruined once they get to the main roster they have to and they start losing the people. I, I just I we said it once I'll say it again. WWE had a ton of time before AEW was a threat to build new stars and stop bringing in Edge and Brock Lesnar and fucking Batista and all of other- Yeah, and, and they could have built new stars. And they didn't do it, and so now now they now they seem old and unhip, and that's what w c w seemed. remember when w c w first started um gaining ground and sam's i'm just getting word Sam's got it dropped uh so folks I'm gonna take you out for the last five minutes uh
0: so Sam yep, so- sorry Mike, I have uh, a work thing I have to attend uh okay. all right folks uh okay. thank you so much, Mike. I'll catch you on Monday.
1: All right, sounds good. I will uh, catch you on Monday. I'm going to take you guys out
0: for some final thoughts
1: here on the WWAW thing and one more thing, and then we will end the show. So, uh, as I said, uh, Vince McMahon, uh, there looked now as the old uncool product, much like WCW was at the time when they were doing the Monday Night Wars. WCW, if we remember, started eating into WWE's, profit when they started stealing the big established stars, Macho Man, Randy Savage, you know, like Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, uh, just to name a few guys. They started going over there, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash as well, and the NWO, and all of a sudden, man, WCW must be TV. But then what happened is things slowly started to change. Then WCW went to the well too often with NWO, then you had the NWO Wolfpack. You had the Latin NWO. You had, you know, all these different factions of the NWO, that, and it, it started to lose its interest. Then those guys started to look real old. Kevin Nash looked really old. Uh, Scott Hall was starting to become a shell of himself. And you had this one hip guy in Goldberg who was destroying everything, and then even they ruined that. They ruined the undefeated streak. They ruined uh, the one good thing they had going with Goldberg at the time. And then what was WWE doing at the time? Well, they had young stars like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then the the big show had gone over from WCW to WWE. He was a young big star. And they they had Chris Jericho. And um, all of a sudden, it's the exciting brand. Well, that's what it feels like now with WWE. WWE has one or two big stars that people still tune in to see. Roman Reigns is one of them. Uh, you know, but they haven't marketed young stars. And hopefully they start doing that, but I don't see it. You know, we'll see if Big E uh, gets a chance to run with the belt. But they took the title off Bianca Belair to give to Becky Lynch. They took title off Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley to give to Charlotte Flair. Everything WWE does is basically drowns young talent and gives opportunities to old-established stars. Can they break that trend? I don't know. But right now, AEW is the place to be. Uh, A little college football action for you. Got a lot of good games coming up this week. Uh, Nebraska-Michigan State, one, we're going to see how good Nebraska is, how good Michigan State is. Uh, Nebraska had a shot to knock off Oklahoma, couldn't get the job done. Uh, We got Notre Dame-Wisconsin. That's a big game. Uh, Happening in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, LSU, Mississippi State. LSU seems to be reeling right now. Ed Orgeron's job is on the hot seat. Things are not looking good there. Uh, Then you got uh, an intriguing matchup in the SEC, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas coming out of kind of nowhere this year, but Arkansas really turned heads when they beat Texas. Uh, Can they handle Texas A&M? I don't know. Texas A&M's got a really good squad. Uh, led uh, by their do-everything quarterback. So, uh, you know, um, Ohio State gets a chance to try to right the ship. Uh, Oklahoma plays West Virginia. Uh, that should be a shootout. Uh, looking forward to some of these games this week. Um, if you guys are uh, interested, uh, call in. Uh, if you guys have questions about certain college teams or you want us to do more coverage on certain certain areas, please feel free to call us. Uh, Next show, 563-999-3761, or feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, But that is all the time we have. Uh, It's been great spending Friday with you. It's been great talking with you guys. Uh, We really enjoy coming to you twice a week right now. Uh, You can find us on Audible and Amazon as well as Apple uh, iTunes. Uh, Please listen to us. Um, With any thoughts you guys have, we always love uh, feedback. Uh, Call in. Uh, we love talking with our uh, with our listeners So with that said, enjoy the rest of your Friday and we are out <laughs>